We are going to continue in the IMs of Jesus, and uh, we'll most likely be here for quite some time as we are in the second one. If you want to follow the prior recordings, you can go back through Facebook. You can write me. You can message me uh, through Facebook. Or you can send me an email at awayne underscore shelton at icloud.com uh, and I will respond. You can, you can get these recordings, like I said, through Facebook or I can send them to you in uh, digital files. But we looked at for quite some time the church, which is his body, uh, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And, and then it just filled my heart that Jesus defined himself in, in particular in John's gospel. I mean, the, the volume of the book is written of him, but he, he declared himself to be, I am the bread. I am the light. I am the life. And so on and so forth. And, and that's what we're breaking down and looking at by the Spirit of the Lord for it to be formed in our hearts, to be gathered up in our minds, that we see what Jesus is saying, and more importantly, that we see Him. And that's what we are to do, is to see Christ Jesus the Lord. Well, in John 8... Verse 12, which if you follow these is a familiar scripture. Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I've commented on this a, a number of times and it just, just blesses my soul. Will have the light of life, light of his life. That's how we have light, is his life is in us. And from his life, we see, we have understanding, we see through him. So he is the light of life. He's not sunlight and moonlight, but he's the light of life. And, and as we begin to see this light, we begin to walk in his life. And that's what the, the Christian walk is, is walking in his life. And that's what God has made available to us is his life, his very own substance. Glory to God that we that are his can dwell in it, move in it, and have our being in the substance of God himself. To me, that is great salvation. That is salvation, is Christ dwelling in me, me dwelling in him, and walking in what he is. Now, We are going to look at a number of scripture, scriptures, and I have two translations uh, before me in Matthew 6. I'm going to read both of them uh, to you. One is very familiar, which is the King James Version. Uh, King James Version says, Matthew 6, verse 22, The light of the body is the eye, if therefore thy eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. 
But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? Now that's the King James Version. I want to also read you from the Berean Study Bible. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darken or that darkness? So as I was looking at the translations, it just caught my attention in a natural setting that if our natural eye has no light, the entire body my natural body would be full of darkness because I filter the light of the day, the natural day, through these eyes. Glory to God. So we see naturally through our eyesight. If someone doesn't have eyesight, we naturally say they are blind. And their whole body is filled, so to speak, with darkness. Now, there's a greater darkness than the blindness of the natural eye, and that is having no light of God in your heart. That's a greater darkness. But I just want to set that forth here as we look at the Scripture today. If your body is darkened, or your eye is darkened, then so is your whole body. Glory to God. And, and there's a spiritual reality to that as well. And, and Lord Willem will, will get into that in this, in this lesson. But let's, let's move on. We read this last week, 2 Peter 2. 2 Peter 2, verse 1, or chapter 1. 2 Peter 2, chapter 1, verse 16 says, we, For we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, such an utterance as this was made to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased, or in whom I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain, so we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place. I want you to underline that in your heart, in your mind, take notes, whatever, whatever you do. But what Peter writes here of the prophetic word made more sure, he was saying they had the prophetic word made more sure, the word that declared Jesus Christ. Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So, so the word of prophecy was declaring Christ, and Peter was saying we had it made more sure because of the voice that spoke into the mount, that spoke on the mount. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, Peter refers to the prophetic word as a lamp 
shining unto a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. Now we that reader Bibles know who the bright and morning star is. Jesus says in the book of Revelation, I am the bright and morning star. So, so if I understand what, what Peter is saying correctly here, he's saying to these believers to look at the prophetic word and stay there. Pay attention to it till the day dawns, not a dawning outside, you know, I'm looking out the window, you can't see what I'm looking at, but not a dawning outside in the natural, but till the day dawns in your heart and the morning star rises in your heart. So, we are to look, I believe if I understand Peter correctly, he's telling us to look at the scripture, look at the prophets, till, not just you see Jesus from the prophets, I mean, I mean, that's a glorious thing when we begin to see from the volume of the book it's written of him. But when he begins to appear, be revealed in you, in you. Same Jesus that walked the shores of Galilee, the same Jesus that healed multitudes, the same Jesus we begin to see him as the day, the light in our hearts, giving the light of the new day. And I pray I can make this more clear. Now, with this thought in our hearts, as back going back just a little bit on Peter speaking of the prophetic word as to a lamp shining in a dark place. So the prophetic word is like the lamp that was shining in a dark place. In the dark place, you, you know, those that, sit, those that sit in darkness have seen a great light. Well, lamps had come through that darkness for years and years, and, and the lamps being the prophets. And the prophetic word that we now call the Bible, in John 5, in John 5, start at verse 33, says, You have sent unto John, and he hath borne witness unto the truth. This is John the Baptist. But the witness which I receive is not from man, howbeit I say these things that you may be saved. He was a lamp that burneth and shineth. Now look what John is declared to be. A lamp. And consider that with what Peter said of the prophetic word as to lamps shining in a dark place. So John was a lamp shining toward the light. He's a lamp. Notice that. 
He was, he was the lamp that burneth and shineth, and you were willing to rejoice for a season in his light. But the witness which I have is greater than that of John for the works which the Father hath given to me to accomplish. The very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father hath sent me, and the Father that sent me he hath borne witness of me. You've neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form, and you have not his word abiding in you for him for whom he sent him you believe not. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. Now, Jesus is speaking to the Jews here. And they're upset at him for healing on the Sabbath day. So he's telling them, you search the scriptures. You, in them, you think you have eternal life. And John was a lamp to you. He was a light to you, but he's not the light. But he was a lamp shining unto the light. John came to bear witness of the light. John came to prepare the way of the Lord. Glory to God. So, so John's work of ministry as a prophetic voice was declaring the Christ. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. And Jesus says, you search the scriptures, in them you think you have life, but the scriptures testify of me. Now, the scriptures testify of him. These are they which bear witness of me. And you will not come to me that you may have life. This is what Jesus said to the Jews. Now, the scriptures were Genesis, or still are, Genesis to Malachi. Now, we have the New Testament scriptures or New Testament writings. But in that day, they did not. Even when Peter wrote what he wrote, I, I don't know how many other scriptures, New Testament scriptures had been written. I'm not sure. But the prophetic word that he was speaking of, even Peter was from Genesis to Malachi. I want to show that clear here in a moment, but let's read on down through here in John 5. Verse 41, he says, For he said, I receive not glory from men, but I know you that you have not the love of God in yourselves. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. How can you believe who receive glory one of another? And the glory that cometh from the only God you seek not. Think not that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, on whom you have set your hope. For if you believe Moses, you would believe me, for he wrote of me. But if you believe not his writings, how shall you believe my words? Now, specifically, I could say specifically, I believe it's Deuteronomy 18. Moses tells the Jews that God is going to raise up a prophet and him they must hear. This is my beloved son, like the voice said at the Mount of Transfiguration. 
in whom I'm well pleased. Hear you him. This is he that Moses spoke of. Now Moses just didn't speak of him in that writing when Moses shed the blood of the animals or when the animals were shed through the old covenant. That was speaking of Jesus. When they set up the tabernacle in the wilderness, that was speaking of Jesus. Search the scriptures in them you think you have life. These testify of me. But you would not come to me that you might have life. I don't want to go anywhere else but to him. He's the only one that has life. So where else could I go? Well, in this same thought, Luke 24, 25 says, And he said unto them, O foolish men, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, all that the prophets have spoken, behooved it not the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning from Moses and from all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And later in that chapter, he, he opens their understanding that, that they know the prophets, the Psalms, and the law in regard to him. In regard to him. When we go back and we read Moses, we should be seeing Jesus. We should be looking for Jesus in the writings of Moses. The whole church should. That should be the purpose of, of taking the book to see Jesus. So when I read of Noah, a man that found grace in the eyes of God, I should be seeing Christ who is full of grace and truth. I should be hearing by the Spirit of God that he taketh away the first that he may establish the second and, and, and see that picture in Noah that he took away that creation in the days of Noah, that creation of man, to bring forth a new creation in the earth. Because that's what Jesus did at the cross. He took away the first that he might establish the second. So when I go back and read of King David, I should be looking for the Christ. When I read of King Solomon having the wisdom that the world come and gathered to, I should be seeing Jesus. When I look at the tabernacle and the temple, I should be seeing Jesus. That, that should be where my heart's at is to see him to search the scripture and see him and then the reality the light of this one that i'm seeing from the scripture should begin to re appear reveal himself by the spirit of god not just in the book but in me to transform my heart and mind that i live as his very own body in the earth and give him expression And again, I say to you, that is salvation. 
expressing the Lord, my heart and mind coming to the expression of the Lord Jesus Christ is salvation. He shall teach us his ways. Isaiah said, and we shall walk in his path. Well, his ways is Jesus. God manifest in the flesh. That's the ways of God that man didn't know. That's the ways of God that was higher than man. The thoughts that were higher than our thoughts come in the person of Jesus Christ. And now that same Jesus has come into you and I to be revealed and to be the transforming light in our soul that we walk in the light of the knowledge of him. Now going on down into, back into this train of thought, coming back into this train of thought, the scripture testifies of him. Hebrews 10. For the law having a shadow of the good things to come. When the law was casting its shadow, what was coming? Jesus. He was the good thing to come. But it, not the very image of the things. Can never with those sacrifices year by year, which they continually, which they offer continually, make perfect them that draw not. Else would they not have ceased to be offered because the worshipers, having been once cleansed, would have no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there's a remembrance made of sins year by year, for it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body didst thou prepare for me. In whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come. In the roll of the book, or volume of the book, it is written of me to do thy will, O God, saying above, sacrifice and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou wouldest not, neither have pleasure therein. This is my beloved son where my pleasure's at. Listen to that. These were shadows. Jesus wasn't the shadow. <laughs> Saying above sacrifice and offering and whole burnt offerings and sacrifice for sin thou wouldest not, neither have pleasure therein, the which are offered according to the law, the law that was a shadow. Then hath he said, Lo, I am come to do thy will. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. So he took away that offering. He took away that system. He took away that priesthood. Hallelujah to the Lamb of the living God. He took away that temple. He took away even the natural Israel. And now the seed of God are those that are born of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah, you that are of faith, are Abraham's seed and heirs of Christ, Jesus the Lord. 
Hear that. Everything is established in him. Everything that the type declared is established in him, and now we walk in the light of him. We don't walk in the shadow where the blood of bulls and goats and turtle doves can never make the conscious pure. But we walk in the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ in his light and understanding that we have been made complete in him. Listen to that. Lo, I'm come in the Bible of the book to do thy will. He taketh away the first that he may establish the second. That covenant's gone. The first covenant, the first man, the first offering, the first temple, all that was of the first is over. That he may establish the second. By the which will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So we have been sanctified through the offering of his body. Because his body, God was well pleased. It took away the first man. Yes, thy sins and iniquities will I remember no more. The man of sin's gone. Jesus took him away. Your man of sin is what I'm talking about. I'm not telling you men don't sin, but I'm telling you this thing gets personal, and he took that old man away that in you he would establish the new man that is full of life and peace. Verse 14 of Hebrews 10 says, And by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. Perfected, completed you and I who have come to God by him. See, that old covenant could never perfect you. It could never complete you. And here's the fallacy in the earth today. Most of the church is declaring that you're not perfect. I know you're not perfect in yourself, honey. I know I'm not perfect in myself, but I'm telling you, Jesus hath perfected forever them that come to God by him. He is my and your perfection. Not waiting on some glad morning to get perfected. I'm not waiting on the sweet by and by to be perfected. I'm growing up into the Lord Jesus Christ, who is my perfection. The eyes of my heart are being enlightened in the knowledge of him. Remember, we start off the light of the body is the eye, and we dealt with it in the natural. Apostle Paul speaks of the eyes of your heart. Being enlightened. In the knowledge of Jesus Christ, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians 1, 15. After, Paul's saying, after he's heard of their faith, he says, for this cause I also, after, after, for this cause I also, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus which is among you and the love which you showed toward all the saints, 
Cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened by his light. <laughs> enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his glory or the hope of his calling what the riches of his glory of his inheritance is in the saints and what the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the working of his strength and his might which you wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and made him to sit at his own right hand in heavenly places far above all rule all authority and power and dominion in every name that is named not only in this world but in that which is to come and he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body. The light of the body is the eyes. The seeing of him. To see him. To see the work he did. To comprehended in the person of Christ. Oh, that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That we would know the hope of his calling. That we would understand the inheritance of the saints in light. That we would get a hold of what God has done in Christ. The church which is his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all that we would realize we're filled with that of Him, that that of Him is being revealed in us by the Holy Spirit, that we would make it known in the earth, that we would be the light of it in the earth, that we would be the declaration of what God has done in the earth, that we would have the understanding of what God has done, and we would shout it from the rooftops. We would go into streets and highways and byways and we would share the truth of the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Not a religion, folks. Not a denomination. But the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. A people that is called up in him. A people in which he is revealed, declaring him, preaching not themselves, declaring not how great they are, not wanting to bring people to their glory, but to bring it only to his. My Lord and my God, what a salvation that's set before us that we could see him by the Spirit of God that he would be revealed. That there would be a revealing of him by the Spirit of God, that I would know him. That in my soul and mind, I would know him. I would know the work he's done. I would walk as one complete. That's what I'm telling you. That's what Jesus wants you to do, is walk as one complete, not as one under the law that is incomplete. 
not as one in the shadow. Folks, we're not in the shadow. We're not in the shadow. As a young man who went to church, what people call going to church, I have a whole different understanding of the church today. I, I still believe in gathering. I gather with the body of Christ. So I believe in the local assembly of believers gathering together in the body of Christ to know him and express him one to another. I'm a, I'm a pastor and a minister, so I believe in the local church, the local gathering of believer, believers, the local church. But the church is not the building we go to. It's not even the meeting we have. It is what we are. The church is his body. The fullness of him. And yes, it has expression in that local gift. So I, I believe in that. I believe in that. I understand that. But I have a whole different understanding. But where I was going as a young man, so often I was brought back to condemnation. I never heard that Jesus made me complete. I never heard that we were members of his body, that he loved us so much he made us his very own body. I never heard that. I read it. When I was a young man in my 20s and, and had come back to the Lord, I read the Bible through and through multiple times. I believe I may have read it seven or eight times from cover to cover. And I don't know how many times I've read certain scriptures or chapters or books of the Bible. Some way more than other, like the book of Ephesians and Romans and Isaiah. I probably read more Exodus, Genesis than others. Book of John, for example. But glory to God. I didn't hear. I didn't hear that God had completed us in Christ. I didn't hear the words of that book. I didn't see by the Spirit of God. Now, folks, there's a light shining that has dawned in my heart. And I'm seeing that by Him I'm made complete. I'm seeing by the Spirit of God that He has made us one with Him. That it, we are joined to none other than the Lord himself. Just like David's mighty men went out and joined themselves to David. We by the Spirit of God have been baptized into one body. And raised up as one, together as one. Seated with him as one in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Quickened as one. Raised as one. Seated as one and all oh, that the one be seen the one be glorified the one be declared in the earth through the body my lord what a salvation he's brought us into read one more scripture with me second corinthians 4 therefore seeing we have this ministry seeing as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. 
not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully. Honey, I so much never want to be deceitful in this word. Never want to speak amiss. But by manifestation of the truth, by this Christ, I believe what this is saying, by this Christ being revealed in us, because he's the truth, by him being manifest, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them, for we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, has shined in our hearts. Here's that Peter saying, Till the day start, arise in our hearts. God is shining our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. As I sit and I look at 2 Corinthians 4 and 2 Corinthians 3 being changed from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord into the same image in my heart, in my mind, I see the picture in that Old Testament tabernacle and temple of the Holy of Holies, a place where there was no light. There was no light but the glory of the Lord himself. And when the glory of the Lord filled up that room, there was the cherubims of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. I believe looking at the glory of the Lord. I believe that's what that's speaking of, those witnesses, two witnesses looking at the glory of the Lord being changed into the same image. That's why they were beaten of gold. <laughs> they were beaten of one, I believe the Bible says, of one form of gold, beaten into the seat, beaten into it of gold. The gold speaking of his divine nature. As we behold in a glass the glory of the Lord, we're changed into the same image from glory to glory. And I ask you to go study that out, 2 Corinthians 3. I know, I know we've taught from glory to glory to glory to glory. I know there's an increasing of Christ's glory in us. But there in 2 Corinthians 3, the Apostle Paul is speaking of the glory of the first covenant. The glory that the children of Israel didn't steadfastly look on. And then he's speaking of the glory of this new covenant who is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And we're changed from that glory of the first covenant that could never measure up. But now as the glory of the Lord appears in our heart, we appear with him as one in glory. Hallelujah. And we're transformed into the same image by the glory of the Lord to bear his nature, to bear his character in the earth. Hallelujah, to be as he is in this earth. To give him expression in our vessels. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. To me, that is salvation in the highest degree. That God would dwell in me and I dwell in him. 
have his mind and character formed in me. I've seen what my mind and character is, and I renounce it. Oh, that I may know him. Not just that, that I would, would know Jesus like touching him with my hand and, and sit with him in a room, but I would know his mind. His nature would be formed in me that I would know him. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. What a salvation, folks. We've been brought into. Glory to the Lamb of the living God. I just pray that this word just edifies you. I pray that his word just cleanses you and heals you. To God be the glory. In the person of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Have a beautiful day.